Chasara of the Lamedadet of Shabbos, starting from the Mishnah. There's three things that a person needs to say in his house on Erev Shabbos, as it's getting close to Shabbos. If you say them too early, people will take no notice. You've got to wait, says Rashi, until it's getting towards Shabbos. But not, obviously not when it's Shabbos. Isaratim, first thing you ask them is, have you taken Misa? From any food which Misa um, needs to be taken from, as Rashi points out, because although, generally speaking, one's allowed to have what's called Achilas Arai, just a snack, from, uh, from food which, which uh, hasn't had the Maisa taken from it. But what we, the, the Loshan of Chazal is Shabbos Kedas the Maisa, the Shabbos automatically, since there's a mitzvah of Shabbos, anything you eat automatically has the status of Achidas Kedas. And therefore, the first question is, Isaratem, have you taken Maisa? Um, number two is, Eiravtem, have you set up the Eirav? Um, for the moment, this sounds like, the way Rashi learns it is, it's both Eirav Eitzuchumen and Chatzeirus. The Me'iri, based on what the Gemara is going to say, learns, uh, this only refers to Eruv Eitzuchum, the one which cannot be done by Nash Moshes. But Rashi learns it goes on both. And the final, third and final thing you say is, Halikos Haner, light the candle. And uh, the reason why that's written in the imperative, it's not a question, um, is because is because that a person can see either it has been lit or it has not been um, lit. And therefore it's it's a statement. If, if it hasn't been lit, you tell them, now, light the candle. Nonetheless, the Taz says you can have times when, you, when you'd read it as Hidliku Esaner, have they lit the candle, and that is for somebody who goes straight out of the door without going into the room where the candles would normally be, be lit, so you ask somebody as he leaves for, to go to shul, have the candles been lit. Anyway, these are the three things that a person has to, um, has to do before, um, make sure these are done before Shabbos. Sofik Hashecha, Sofik Eno Hashecha, but once it gets into the time of Sofik Hashecha, Sofik Eno Hashecha, which is Ben Ashmoshes, um, Ben Ashmoshes is obviously Sofik Yom, Sofik Laila. Um, so Eim Asrin is Havadai, one cannot take Maiser from that which is Vadai Tepel, um, even though it's only an Isadar Abonon, and generally speaking, Ben Ashmoshes, Letzerech Mitzvah, it should be Mutter to take Maiser. Um, it's, sorry, it's Mutta to do it, says Rashi. It's Mutta the Tzerech Mitzvah, um, according to Rebbe at least. Uh, so Rashi says, our Mishnah is going according to the Mandu Omar, who holds the Bein Hashmoshis, even a Tzerech Mitzvah, even a, an Isidur Abonon cannot be done. And this is an Isidur Abonon, uh, because taking Maiseh from Vadai is Mesakin, you're being Mesakin the produce, which is an Isidur Abonon. Likewise, one can't table kalim. The Mephorashim say we're talking about from actual tumor, not the tefillah kalim which we do nowadays. The Be'er says theoretically that could still apply nowadays. If a person wanted to be machmir, um, he wanted to be uh, sort of uh, um, be misnaig with with a tahara, with with a tumor and tahara. So even though nowadays you'd say, well, it doesn't really look Mexican masakin. The, the issue here is because it looks like you're being masakin, even though it wouldn't look like that because no one. No one really keeps Tumantara in, in that sense nowadays. Nonetheless, once Chazal goes on, it says the Bialocha, seemingly one would not be able to, uh, to, to do this. They must be in the Sarkinim, so one would not be able to tow the Kedim, Beinash Moshes. Again, it's an Isadar Abonon. Even though potentially it could be the Tzerech Shabbos, in which case it would be the Tzerech Mitzvah, nonetheless, nonetheless, says Rashi, this, this mission is following, not the way we pass in, that an Isadar Abonon is also even the Tzerech Mitzvah, Beinash Moshes. They must be in one cannot light the candles. So Rashi learns this is, and obviously that's an Isidar Raisa. So Rashi says that it's Zuvein Tzarech Lema Zud. And it's saying, I don't even need to tell you that you can't light the candles. 
Um, the Ritva, however, he says, no, what it means, means through a goy. You can't tell a goy to light the candles because there's an Issa, there's an Issa de Rabbonon in that uh, of Amir al-Akum. And again, this would also be also. As it happens, the Ritva disagrees with Rashi. He goes like the Ribad in so far as, no, it's not Peshat that our Mishnah is Shalok It's not Peshat that our Mishnah is going according to the Manda Omar, who says that you cannot do an Issa de Rabbonon, even a Tzarech Mitzvah, no, he says there is no one who would be Matarit. The only one who is Matarit is, is Rebbe. And it's specifically in the case of an Eruv. We have this earlier in the first parak. It comes in Eruvin. It's only in the case of Eruvay Tuchumin. It's a special kula, a special dispensation for Eruvay Tuchumin. Yeah, there's certain cases where, where we are makal when it comes to Eruvay Tuchumin, Bein Ashmoshes. The Tzarech Mitzvah, because in Eruvay Tuchumin you're going to set up the Tzarech Mitzvah. But other than that, says Ritvah, it wouldn't apply at all. Abul Ma'asrin is Hadamai, but one can take Maiseh from Damai. Um, and Rashi says the reason is because here, the Loshan of Rashi is, Domi it's not similar to Masakein at all, because the Rov, the Rov Oretz, they take, they take Maiseh anyway. Um, so the way we explained it is, so, because Lechore, it's Shreh then. Well, if that's the case, you should be able to do it even on Shabbos. If it's Domi Lemesakein, what's, what's the problem? So we explain that this, Enochanami, you should know, Tosfus, Tosfus and Chulin more or less asks this question, why shouldn't you be able, at least for Machshavah, to be able to take from Demai on Shabbos? And Tosfus says, you can't because it is similar to Masakim. And we explain that seemingly this is Tosfus Lishitasam, because Tosfus, uh, earlier on on Daf Chaf Gim, uh, Daf Yud Gimel, Tosfus learned that the, the Peshat in, in Demai, um, is that the majority, although the majority do take Misa, what the Rabbanon said was that we are going to be Cheshish for the Miyot, that they have not taken Misa. And therefore this produce you have here, this produce you have here, is at least because of a minority, has a slight Sothic, maybe it's still Tevel. Well, in which case, to take Trumus or Maestros from it, that is going to be Masakin. That's going to be Masakin. This is all Shittas Tosfus. However, Rashi, the way we explained in Masech Hasbrachos, the way we explained on Daf Chaf Gimel, I think it is, uh, when Rav makes this statement, the Rav Amioritz Ma'asrinhein, that the Peshat is, it seems from Rashi, that Chazal said, as far as we're concerned, this is definitely not Tevel. Bechal not Tevel. So what is it? It's completely Chorin. Just Chazal put a Chumrah, because there is a Miyot, but they put a Chumrah to say you've got to separate a game. So, mitzad the oichel, mitzad the food itself, it's completely and utterly kosher. There's no masakin in the food. So, what is it? If a person were to eat the demai without taking trumas or maestros from it, taking maestros, I should say, then it would come out, he'd be mavata la mitzvah sase. So, therefore, in that sense, it's not even similar to masakin. What I mean to say is like this. You'll notice that in the case of taking maestros, isartem, so Rashi says over there, um, a little further on, but it's in Dibba Maskal Sofi Chashech, he says, when a person takes Misa, it's the Tikkun Ma'ali, it's a proper Tikkun. The way we explained it is, Peshat is because Rashi Shitta is, again, the way we explained Rashi earlier is, that, that Tevel is, um, Tevel is, based, we'll put it this way, Truma, we definitely explained it like this, Truma is not just a din on the produce, Truma is the status of the produce. It's like the Moshul gave is an earthenware kli, the earthenware is the kli. It's not just paint on top of it. That is the clean. So the Maharal said, Truma is the produce. If it's Truma Tameo, Tameo is a din on top of it. But Truma is the produce. 
Now, we explained Rashi Shitta earlier, based on the Chakira of Rabbi Yosvengel, that Tevel is a mixture of Truma and Chulin. Is Mimeda the Rashi? It comes out that when a person takes Misa, what he's doing, he's actually being masaking the produce itself. Like you're masaking a Kli. A Kli didn't have, let's say, a hole in it for the water to come out, and you poke a hole in it, so now you've got a spout there. You're being masaking the Kli. You're changing the Kli itself. So too, you're changing the produce itself by taking out the Truma from it. That's the, the Peshat in Isat, and that's why Rashi says, it's Tikkun Ma'alyo. Ma'ashenkin, when it comes to the case of, of uh, we said, um, the Roshan of Rashi, when it comes to Eimat Biren Asakelim, Rashi says, why is that a Darabonon? Because Nirek Masakin Kli. Why is it only Nirek Masakin Kli? The answer is because Tumor, generally the way we explained it is, uh, Tumor, which you can tovel, based on the Rogachov, the way we explained it in the first parak is, is it's a Din on the Kli. So maybe you're not being Masakin the Kli itself. Because if, let's say, there's an Issa for a coin to use the, the, the Kli which has taught me, because it's got a din on it, but you're not being masakin the Kli itself. So maybe it's Nirek and masakin Kli. Now we're coming to an even lower Darga, and that is Demai. Because Demai, there's not even an Issur. There's no Issur on the, the, the food. It's a Mitzvah Saseh. It's a Mitzvah Darabon, which Chazal put on, that you shouldn't eat the food before you've taken, you've, you've been Makai in the mitzvah, this Mitzvah Darabon to take Maiser again. To be misnaig as if it was temple. But the mice of the food, as far as we're concerned, Rebbe Ameorit's master is saying, means this food has no issa in it whatsoever. You're not being misakin the food. It doesn't even look like you're being misakin the food. Dilodomida misakin, says Rashi. Why can't I do it on Shabbos? The answer is because at the end of the day, all said and done, if you do take mice, now you can eat the food without worrying about being mavatsal the mitzvah saseh. So therefore, there isn't, at the end of the day, there is a certain element of masakin. It's not similar to the masakin which we think of, but it's a certain element of masakin, and therefore, that's why on Shabbos you can't do it, but Bein HaShemoshes, we can be a little more mekel. And as, as, uh, as we said, Or HaShulchan already makes this point, the Or HaShulchan says, that um, the Aruch HaShulchan says that obviously it must be there's different levels of masakin, and that's what we are, that's what we're discussing over here. Fine. Um, Aravin, so we said, so what you can do in Ashmoshes is you can take Maisha from Demai, that's perfectly fine. It's, it's already, Demai is, is already, is that bit more Mekel as we said. Uma Arvin, you can also set up an Eruf. Now obviously that seems, seems like a bit of a stereo to what we said before, because we said, Im Chashech, you have to check that the Eruf has been made. But as Hashem will see in the Gemara, obviously we're talking about different types of Eruvin. But Tominin Es Hachamin, and one can do Hatmona on hot food. Let's say on hot liquid, a person can swaddle it in a way which is mutter, which we'll discuss Bezus Hashem in the Gemara. That can still be done Bein Hashmoshes. That can be done Bein Hashmoshes. Now to be sure, Lahalocha, we paskin um, that Bein Hashmoshes, L'Tzerech Mitzvah, and Isra Derabonon is generally speaking going to be mutter. That is the general way we pass him. Bein Ashmoshes, and this is the Rabbonon, the Tzerich Mitzvah, I should say, the Tzerich Mitzvah is going to be Mutzah. So for example, you can always ask a Goy to do it. That would be perfectly fine. With the one condition that it's not yet Shabbos. In other words, what I mean to say is, if a person has already been Makabal Shabbos, or the way the Mishnah puts it, most definitely if the Tzibur, if everyone has been, been Makabal Shabbos, then Bein Ashmoshes, you can't ask you can't uh, ask, you can't do an Isra Dravon because it's already Shabbos. But if Peshat is, I haven't been Makabal Shabbos, and the Sibra have not been, they haven't actually been Makabal Shabbos, but it's Bein Ashmoshes. No one actually verbally accepted Shabbos, then Bein Ashmoshes, it's a Sophic whether it's Shabbos yet. I haven't accepted it, 
So the, the shayla is, has Shabbos been chalami automatically? It's been ashmoshis, it's a sophic, so the tzarech mitzvah and isha the we can wait. Once you've been makabal Shabbos, or at least that tzibur have been makabal Shabbos, says the Mishra, that's clear, it says the I think it's a bi'alocha, then most definitely you wouldn't be able to do it. But otherwise, generally speaking, the tzarech mitzvah would be mutzah. Now, aside from tzarech mitzvah, we say anything which would also would disturb a person's, uh, person's, uh, Shabbos. Um, Lamaisa, the Mishnah Burra says, he, he, brings, um, he brings those who are a little uh, more hesitant, I think it's a Marashal, who's a little more hesitant just because it causes you a little bit of tzar. But if there's a big loss involved, then already one could be makel. So the Tzorech Mitzvah, or big loss, then um, one could be makel. We gave various examples, and, uh, but that's, in a nutshell, that's the, the, the Mishnah we have here. So the Gemara now asks, Minan Amidi, from where do we get this idea that a person has to say these three things um, on Erev Shabbos? So Omar Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Omar Kro b'kashtet and posuk the odata nishanu kishana milhalecha that there is peace in your tent. Ufokad ton ovecha and you will visit visit your abode. You'll check your abode with a sechton. You won't sin. So in, the way the Rabbi Yehuda explains it, the odata kishana milhalecha that refers to halakas haner, which is fashanim bias. Ufokad ton ovecha you should check your abode. That is in terms of where are you going to be living? Where's your your place of shvisa? That's to do with setting up an eruv. And Vodasechto, you shouldn't sin, that's uh, the Lashon of the Posuk. Vodayisu al-Avchit is an expression, you shouldn't be eating tebel, so check that the mice has been taken. We added one, one more Nakuta to that, and that is, that there is a, a little bit of a remez, possibly the Benish Chaib is the one who said this, that Vodato Kishonam Ohadecho, when it comes to the Halok Asaner, it says Vodato, and you should know. It's not a question. You'll know. Whether the light has been been lit, as we said, because alikus aner, you can see either yes or not. It's not a question. Whereas with volkatton ovechod, you have to check, you have to ask about the the eruv for and also ask about the 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 because that you wouldn't necessarily know. Omer Abba Bar Abuna, Afal Gav to Omer Abonin. Even though the Abonin said Shleishad the one in Sarech Adam Reimah Bechulu that three things a person has to say in his house. We learned in our Mishnah Sarech Lememrinu Benichus. A person should say it with a nice even tone, uh, nicely and benachas. In order that they should accept his words from him, uh, we have the Gemara in Gittin, which warns a person that he shouldn't put Eima Yisera B'Sech Beisr Shaladam because it can only lead to Averis. For example, um, you know, a, a woman may, may may lie about having gone to Mikvah because she's nervous of the of the reaction of her husband. Um, so to with, with Shabbos, she may be Mechadah Shabbos to make the food, um, even though obviously it's already Shabbos, and so on and so forth. So if say Benachas, so they'll be Mechabadet from you. Omar Ravashi said, Ravashi, I never heard the statement of Rabbi Barafuna. But I was Mekayim it from logic. It's perfectly logical to me. So that's it. So the Gemara asks, Kasha. Turning back to our Mishnah, there seems to be a Kasha, an inherent Kasha in our Mishnah. Omar, you started off by saying, There's three things a person has to say on Erev Shabbos, implying and they can still be done only before Ben Ashmoshes. But if it's already, it's a, if it's Ben Ashmoshes, then you wouldn't be able to do them. And one of the things we learned over there was Erev. So you see, an Erev cannot be set up Ben Ashmoshes. Behold, Tony, then you teach, Sofik Hashecho, Sofik Eno Hashecho, once it's a Sofik, um, and otherwise it's Ben Ashmoshes, Ma'ariv, you can set up the Eruv. So what's going on over here? So we say, Simon Bukufio, Zimra, Tifra, Bechavro, Demilsa. And the Marashal says, this is all a Simon for the various things that Rabbi Abba, Omar Abchir, Barashi, Omar Rav, that you'll find in this Mesechta. So here we go. Omar Rabbi Abba, Omar Abchir, Barashi, Omar Rav. Loi Kashi, it's not a Kashi. Once talking about an Erev Tuchumen, once talking about an Erev Chatseris. Which one's which? 
So Rashi learns that an Eruv Tzuchumin is already something which is much more severe. Even if it's not Deiraisa, but it's based on Pesukim, and others that it's Asmechua, Rabbonon to Pesukim, and therefore it is, in the Roshan of Rashi, it is a Tikkun Ma'alya, and therefore even though you may say, well, it's only an Isra Tarabonon, but it's a very severe Tarabonon, and therefore Bein Hashemoshes, you cannot set it up. You would not be able to set it up Bein Hashemoshes. Mashaikin, Eruv Chatseris. Eruv Chatseris is something which is already that bit, uh, it's not based on Pesukim, it's, uh, it's a Chumra Ba'alma, and therefore that can be done Bein Hashemoshes. So therefore, when the Mishnah says, uh, we said that you can, Uma Arvin, you can't set up an Eruv, that's talking about Eruv Chatseris. And that which we said that you have to ask, um, you have to ask about the Eruv, that would be, in other words, and it can't be set up Bein Hashemoshes, that would be talking about the Eruv, um, the Eruv Tuchumen. None, and that's the way the, the Me'iri explains the Mishnah. Nonetheless, from Rashi and other Rishonim, it sounds like the, the, the Eiravtem, unless you explain Rashi is going in the Hava Minah, but Pashtus, Eiravtem means you have to ask even about the Eiru Chatseris. And this is Lahalocha, I think they say that Lechatzchilo, a person shouldn't rely on Bein Hashmoshis, shouldn't rely on Bein Hashmoshis to set up his Eiru Chatseris. Lechatzchilo should always be done beforehand. But, so therefore, you're going to be asking about both of them beforehand, but the one which is absolutely the, absolutely the cover is going to be Eruv Tuchumen. Um, fine. Um, before we go on, that's basically, we're, we're going to go on in, in a second and see how the, how the Gemara continues. In fact, well, before that, I forgot, Tosfus asks on Rashi that uh, how can you say that Bein Hashemoshis, a person can set up an Eruv Chatzeris? He's, sorry, no, no, sorry, I've, I've jumped the gun. Tosfus, in this case, Tosfus agrees. Tosfus agrees with Rashi. So far, so good. Fine. So just at this point, before we go on, it's, it's well worth knowing this is the way we pask in the halacha, these three things a person has to say in his house on Erev Shabbos. Um, Isaratem, included in that, by the way, is also, have, has Chalo been taken? Now, in Chutzla Oretz, one doesn't have to, uh, have to ask about Chalo, because we know that if a person has not taken Chalo, and he realizes on Shabbos, all he has to do in Chutzla Oretz is, to leave um, some some of the bread over to take challah from it after Shabbos, but he can eat it on Shabbos. Um, likewise, with mice, if a person's buying from shops where you know mice has been taken, then it's not really shaykh isaratem. Eiravtem um, as well, if you even if you do have an eirav, but it's one which is set up for the whole year, again it wouldn't really be shaykh. Well, it's not shaykh. A person doesn't have to ask about it. But halikus haner is shaykh, and a person should a person should ask about it. Um, A lot of this, a person, because it applies to everything else as well. Have, have you have you checked the, the the fridge that it's on? If uh, something has to be taped up, taped up for Shabbos, if has the light been taken out, anything like this is also shaykh. A person has to use a certain amount of common sense um, in terms of reminding his wife. You have to know how how likely it is your your wife is going to forget and things like that. But haliku es haner is something which uh, the post can talk about. Can you rely on, for example, there's an Ishal Avram Church who says if you've got in the town they sound sirens just before Shabbos, you could rely upon that. But again, if you know that your wife is still nonetheless, she's not, she's the sort of person who may not take any notice of the sirens, then you would have to, you would have to um, remind her. But what comes out from that is, L'chera, a person would be allowed to um, set up, set an alarm in order to remind his wife. Same as the sirens. You set an alarm, as long as she knows that's what the alarm means, set an alarm before, uh, a couple of minutes before candle lighting time so that um, she'll, she'll know, to, she'll remember to light. Otherwise, if a person is out, he's out of the house, then um, he would actually have to come back 
um, even if it does mean, I mean, strictly speaking, he should come back. Otherwise, as we said, maybe he could uh, point to Shliach or something like that, somebody to remind his wife. But this is a din, Hanikam Eshaner is Taka a din. And some say, I think I'll pick up others in Yonim anyway in, in reminding one's wife Hanikam Eshaner, and therefore, even if one's wife is not likely to forget, I think it's the Shlo possibly says, they're still in Yonim in saying it nonetheless. Um, continuing on now. Um, Here's the statement of Rav. If two people say to to one person, they said to him, please go and make an air for us. We'll call him Reuven. For Reuven, he sets up the air before 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 Shkia. And for the other one, for Shimon, he set it up before It was after Shkia. And then what happened was, the one who the, whom the era was set up, for Uven, it was set up before Shkia, Nechali Ruva Bein Ashmoshes, the Eruv got eaten during Bein Ashmoshes. V'zesh Eruv Elo Bein Ashmoshes, and as for Shimon, whose Eruv was set up Bein Ashmoshes, so Nechali Ruva Meshech HaSheicho, his Eruv got eaten after dark. Now as Rashi, as Tosfus says, Lav Dachia got eaten, the main point is, it remained, it was there till dark. That's the main point. So Shneim Konu Eruv, both of them are Kona, the Eruv is Kona. So the Gemara says, I don't, I don't understand. Monofshoch, either way. If you say that Bein Ashmoshis has got the din of day, and it's not night until uh, later on, then Basra Likni, then the, the uh, Shimon, his Erev should work, because it was set up Bein Ashmoshis, well that's daytime, and it was there till dark, which is what you need it, it's got to be there till, till definite night, so his Erev should work. But the first one, Ruvain, shouldn't work, because it's very nice to be set up during the day, but it was eaten Bein Ashmoshis, which you're saying is day, so it wasn't there till Shabbos came in. The Ibn Ashmoshis later, and if you say Ben Ashmoshis has got the din of night, so then the other way around, Kamalikni, then the first one, Ayru Uvain, should take effect, because it was there, it was set up during the day, and it was there till night, because Ben Ashmoshis is night. It was only eaten during Ben Ashmoshis, which is night. But Basra Likni, in that case, Shimon shouldn't work, the second one shouldn't work, because it was only set up, Ben Ashmoshis, which is already night, it's too late to set it up. So the Gemara answers, you know what, Ben Ashmoshis is Bein Ashmoshis is a Sophic, it could be day, it could be night, we don't know the status of it. And in a Sophic Durabonon, we go Lekula. Right, we go Lekula. So therefore, for Uvein, we can say that Bein Ashmoshis, we treat it as, um, we treat it as night, and therefore the era was there till night, it got eaten already when it was night. And for Shimon, we can say that Bein Ashmoshis is day, and therefore it was set up during the day, and it was there till the night, so it's perfectly good. Now, what type of Erev are we talking about? So Rashi, based on the simple Loshan of the Gemara, Tseiba Arev Aleinu, says we're talking about an Erev Tuchumen. We're talking about an Erev Tuchumen. And um, I, we said above, I, we got a problem because we said above that you can't set up an Erev Tuchumen, you can't do it Bein Ashmoshes. So you'll have to say that's only Lechat but Bidi Eved, you can. That's how Tosfus explains Rashi. Bidi Eved, but the Ebed, if it was set up in Ashmoshes, then it would work. Because maybe it's still day. Um, that's how you'd have to explain according to Rashi. But Tosfus doesn't like this, because Tosfus, basing himself on, on, on a Gemara and Erevin, says that it only, you can only say that a, a Sophic Erev is Kainan, behind Ben Ashmoshes, if you've got a Chazoka to rely upon. For example, let's say I've got, I've got produce. Right? Truma. Truma produce. And I use that for my Erev. Now that's perfectly fine because for a coin it would work. For a coin you can eat it, so therefore it works. Fine. And then I come back, I set it up before Shkia, 
And then I come back after Tzitzhak HaKovim and I find there's a Sheret sitting on top of it. So now my Shaida is, when did the Sheret go on it? Once it's Tommy, you can't eat it. So if it happened during, um, if it happened after night, I'm perfectly fine. If it happened when it was still day, I'm messed up. So we say, well, look, I've got a chazoko. It had a cheskas tahara. When I set it up, it was, it was tahar. So I can rely on chazoko. That's the case of sophic eruv is kosher. But if I've got, let's say, produce, which I don't know, it's true, and I'm not sure if it's tomei or tar. So when I set it up to start with, right, I don't know if it's tebel or chul. I don't know its status. Say so it never had a chazoko when I set it up. Then I know chanami, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. So in which case, what, what chazaka do we have for both of them here? There's definitely not a chazaka for both of them. So how does this work? Asked Tosfus. So because of that, Tosfus says the Loshan say you find can, doesn't, doesn't have to be going out into the, into the, the streets. Rather it can be, um, in other words, outside the city. It doesn't have to be that. Rather we're talking about Eruv Chatzeris. And what it means is go out and collect the Eruv. That's, that, that's all it means. And it's Taka talking about an Eruv Chatzeris. And therefore it's very good because an Eruv Chatzeris can be set up in Ashmoshes as we learned in the Gemara above. Fine. What's Taka the answer for Rashi? So the Emesis, you should know like this, that the Rambam, the Rambam also explains this Gemara when it's brought down the Halacha. He explains in Hilchus Eruv and he explains it like Rashi. We're talking about an Eruv Chatzeris. And as for the Gemara in Erevin, you'll find the, Grash, the, the, the Rambam does not make a single mention of this idea of needing Chazaka. And the reason, says the Magid Mishnah, is seemingly because at least the Maskono, it's got nothing to do with Chazaka. That's what the Gemara perhaps originally thought. But Lamaisa, the Gemara goes on later on and it has a certain Shaila. And um, it, it says, for example, if let's say I've got, I've got three, let's say three loaves of bread there. And two of them are Torah, and one of them is Tomei, let's say, of, of Turma. And I say, fine, my Eruv is, one of, is, is, is inside there. Right? Let's, let's do it the other way around. I've got, I've got one Torah and two Tomei, let's say. Okay? So one of them is definitely Torah. And the Shaila of the Gemara is, would that work? And the Gemara says, no, it doesn't. You know why? Because it's not, you need a Su'ud Ahori Olecha. I need a Su'ud which I can at least eat. You're right, one of the loaves in there is, is, is perfectly good to eat. But since you don't know which one it is, you can't eat any of them. So therefore, it doesn't work. Says the Rambam, that's the difference. Lamaisa, halacha lamaisa, that's going to be the difference between the two scenarios we just outlined beforehand. Again, in the case where I set up an Eruv, which was, um, it was Turumot Tahira, and after night, I find a Sheret on it, and the their Sophic Eruv is kosher. Why not? I've got a, number one, I've got a Chazoka, that's true, I've got a Chazoka. Ben Ashmoshes, as far as I know, based on Chazoka, it was perfectly viable to eat. In the case where it was a Sophic Tahar Tomei to start with, do you know why it doesn't work? It's not because you don't have a Chazaka. It's Peshat because if you've got a Sophic Tahar Sophic Tomei, you can't eat it. Now, I say you can't eat it. It's not, forget Chazaka. Maybe because of Chazaka, but you can't eat it. So if that's the case, in our case over here, it's perfectly good. Because it's a Sophic Eruv. And if I say the Sophic Eruv is Kona, well, I had, Lamaisa, I had food there which I could eat. There was food there which I could eat. So therefore it works. I don't need the Chazaka. I don't have to rely on Chazaka. As long as I've got a Su'udah which can be eaten, I say Sophic Erev is kosher. That's the way the Magad Mishnah explains the Ramam, and that's the way Rashi, Rashi would come out as well. There's one other Nukudah we, we mentioned, and that is that this. That Rabbi Kiva Eger asks, he asks a, a, a question that he says from Al it seems, that we can paskin for two people there, you've got for two people, and we're paskining that Ben Ashmoshis is both day and night. Right? The problem is that he, he, he asked from, from a, a Gemara and Beitzah, that the Gemara and Beitzah there, it's, it's talking about, there's, there's, a, there's a shine in the Gemara of, of, of um, why the Mishnah says um, on Yom Tov, when it comes to salt, 
um, with salt um, that you, if a person wants to grind it on Yom Tov, he has to do it with a shinui. But when it comes to tablin, when it comes to spices, that you don't have to do with a shinui. You can do it in the normal manner. So um, the Gemara asks why. And the Gemara gives two answers. Gives two different opinions. And there's a nafgamina between the two opinions. And it, actually, the nafgamina, each answer has a kuna and a khumra. Says Tosus, what do we do lahadokha? Says Tosus, well, we have to go to Khumra. Ah, it's a Sophic Dirabon there, it's a Sophic Dirabon, so we should say Sophic Dirabon and Akula. In other words, actually, the rule is not Sophic Dirabon and Akula, it's what Chazal say, Bidirabon and Holachacha Mekel. But you can't do that because which one's the Mekel? Both of them have a Khumra, both of them have a Kula, therefore, we have to go to Khumra in everything. Fine. So I asked Rabbi so why don't we say the same thing over here? At the end of the day, it's. Um, Fine, you want to say Sofit Dirabonon Akula, setting up the Eid of Dirabonon. But to say it's day has a Kula and has a Khumra. So how can I, how do I know which one to, to pass? And this is the Kasha Rabbi Kivega asks. And he brings an answer based on the base mayor and then he rejects it. And we gave an answer like this. <coughs> because there are different levels. And it's, it's really a compromise between Rabbi Kivega and the base mayor as, as, as it comes out. And that's like this. So there are actually different levels of Sveikas if you want. You can have something where, let's say I've got two Lashonis in the Gemara. Or I've got two opinions in the Gemara. So therefore I say, The Pshat is, whoever I follow, which is the Mekel, it's a Pesach Vadai. Rav Paskin like this, and I follow Rav. I'm following Rav. It's an absolute Pesach. There's no Sophic in it at all. It's an absolute Vadai. And that's what for me. And therefore, even in a Dovashi in all cases, I can follow the Mekel, as long as I know which one's Mekel. But says Tosfos over there, each one's got a kula and a chumras, so therefore neither of them can you class as the mekel. So I don't have the psak of bedarbon nohalachacha mekel. Okay, fine, that doesn't work. Let's go to the next rule, which is sofik darabon nukula. Now sofik darabon nukula means, based on the situation, that could be, for example, the Gemara has a shaida, and the Gemara wasn't poshit the shaida. But if it's a sofik in din, in other words, we have a shaida, we don't know what the din is. Based on, there's a Rav Shach explains in, in, in Abi Ezri, the, explaining actually the shit of Rabbi Kivega against the base, base mayor. It's true we don't have a psak to either side, but we've got a svara badois to both sides. Each side has an absolute svara to say like this, or an absolute svara to say like this. In other words, the person who asked the question, he thought, I could say like this because that makes sense. Or I could say the other way because that makes sense. It's, I've got absolute svaras to both sides. So therefore, when we say sofik derabon and lukula, um, then, Again, I'm basing it on an absolute svara. If I'm basing it on an absolute svara, again, that has a certain, a certain, uh, sort of takifus. It's got a certain strength. The third level down is a sophic emitzius. That means I flip a coin. I don't know if it landed on heads or tails. I've got no svara whatsoever to say it's heads more than tails. No svara to say it's tails more than, it's an absolute 50-50. I've got no svara whatsoever. So if I see sophic derabon on the kula, that's a very, very weak, it doesn't have any logic. I'm not following any logic whatsoever. I'm just, well, it's what we call Hanhaga. We have absolutely no clue. I was Torah beforehand. Now I've got a Sophic. Maybe I touched Tumas. We say, oh, follow the Chazaka. You were Torah beforehand. Is there any Sephora in that? Say the acronym. No. It's Hanhaga. Even if you did touch the Tumas, you treat yourself as being Torah. That's it. So therefore, the minute I've got the Moshe, the Dovashish, the that won't work. Sophic and Metzias, Dovashish, the overrides. Because there is, it's still a Sophic. At the end of the day, you, you haven't got away from, it's a Sophic. Now, shaking a sophic in din, if I see sophic derabon al I may not have a psak. I may not have a psak that I'm following. I didn't have rav who passed kind of this. I'm following rav. I'm following one one side of the shaila. But sof goes off. 
I'm following an absolute svara. It's not a sophic. Once I follow one side of the svara, it's an absolute. It's an absolute svara. If that's the case, therefore it's very good. In the Gemara in Beitzel, the Gemara in Beitzel and Ochanami was actually it was it was a question of how to explain the Mishnah there. It was taka. It was it was it was um um. Now over there, you also can't say sophic derabon on the kula, um, because this is the slight slight sort of knech is because. It's, a, it's an unusual situation, but because I can't follow one Vadai, I can't say I'll follow one Loshan of the Gemara because I've got a Vadai connected it. That's the problem over there. I've got one Loshan of the Gemara, I've got the other Loshan, so I can't follow one or the other. Mashaykin and Al Gemara, coming back to what's Nogea to us, Al Gemara, which is Bein Ashmoshes. So in Al Gemara, where, where, where it's talking about Bein Ashmoshes, so Bein Ashmoshes, the Akronim most seem to, seem to take on Bein Ashmoshes is a Sophic in Din. I've got, in other words, I've got a Vadai a svar of Adois to say Azoi, and I've got a svar of Adois to say Azoi. So in Mela, I can paskin Sophic Derabon and Lukula, I can paskin like that. And even though it's a stero, one and the other, but that's the rule of Hanhoga. Hanhoga means I can go Azoi and I can go Azoi. The bottom line, therefore, is the difference between here and the Gemara and Beta is that the Gemara and Beta is I've got a, I've got a Psak Vadai Keneged. Whereas here, I don't have a Psak Vadai Kenegedeh. I've only got a Svor of Adois, right? Again, because the Gemara Beitzel was talking about, there, was, there were two Lashonis in the Gemara, uh, two, two opinions in the Gemara, and each opinion is an, is an opinion which is Vadai. Masha'enke, it's a Psak Vadai, I should put it that way, it's a Psak Vadai. Masha'enke, in here, I don't have a Psak Vadai, I just have a Svor of Adois Hazoi, and I've got a Svor of Adois Hazoi, and therefore, and therefore it's, uh, perhaps, perhaps we can make, I think that's the way we explained it, that could be a Chiluk. Um, based on that, by the way, we could also answer, I don't think we said this in the show, but just very briefly, we could possibly answer up the question that Tosfus asks on Rashi. When Tos, because Rashi learned that it is Eruve to Chumen, and Tosfus says, what do you mean it's Eruve to Chumen? Because we say Sophic Eruve is Kasha, that's the only way you've got Chazaka. Perhaps we could say it like this. Do you know, even if you want to say like Tosh says is where you've got Chazaka, but do you know where you need Chazaka? Chazaka is only necessary when it's a Sophic Mitzvah, like the Gemara and Erevin. I don't know, is this Turmot Tameya or is it Tahira? It's an absolute Sophic. I don't have a Chazaka, so I can't say Sophic Erev Kosher. Because it's an absolute 50-50, it's a Sophic in the Mitzvah. Mashiach in here, this is a Sophic in Din. And a Sophic in Din, I've got a Svaravad Dois Azoi, and I've got a Svaravad Dois Azoi that I don't need, I don't need to come onto Chazaka for that. And therefore, even without a Chazaka, perhaps we could say differently. I think the Pnei Yeshua gives a very similar sort of answer for Rashi, uh, along the same sort, sort of lines. Um, again, for more information, perhaps you'd have to go back to the original shits. Obviously, this is, uh, slightly condensed. But the Gemara now continues on. Omar Rovo. Me Pnei Ma Omru. Why do they say in Tominin Bedavash Eina Mosef Hevel that um, one cannot do atzmona? That's we said that swaddling in something which does not add heat. Mishach Hashicha once Shabbos has already come in. The reason is Gezera. It's a Gezera Shema Yartiach. Even though the food is perfectly cooked and everything, but we're worried that you may come if you're already swaddling it. Obviously, you want the, the food to be hot. You may come to boil it up. So Amar Abayi said to Rabbi, he said to him, Ihochi Yivsu Ben Hashmoshes Nami Nigzo. So even Bein Hashmoshes? Our Mishnah said that you can swaddle Bein Hashmoshes. What do you mean? How can you swaddle Bein Hashmoshes? We should also make a Gezerah. Even if you want to say, oh, it's because it doesn't add heat. But so what? You may come to boil it up. So Amalisi said to him, Stam Kederes Reis No. 
Bin Ashmoshes, you've just taken them off the fire. Just a few minutes ago, it was Shkia. So you took the pot off the fire. When you took the pot of the fire, it was still boiling hot. So you're not going to come to boil it up. Mashainkin, if you're coming to swaddle it on Shabbos, it's already dark. That means you took it off before Shkia, because that's the din. So there's already been quite a gap. Then we're worried that maybe the pot would have cooled down and you'll come to boil it up. So Omar Rovan furthermore said, Rovan, top of Lamadala Domin base. Why do they say in you can't swaddle with something which adds heat? Even, that means even before Shabbos. Why? It's before Shabbos. You can do anything before Shabbos. The answer is because we're worried you may come to do Hatzmono in, 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 um, in uh, like uh, ashes which have got actually a, um, a, a um, what's the word? Um, like a, a, a glowing coal, that, that sort of thing. In other words, and um, said, so what? But it's before Shabbos. What's the problem with that? The answer is, once they're glowing, that means they're still alight, then we're worried you may come to actually stoke up the coals on Shabbos. And that's obviously is a major problem because uh, we, 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 we know that um, um, even though you may say that, um, and this is obviously, by the way, the problem with stoking up is if it's not fully cooked. But because of this, we actually make a gazera. This is where really it's the same sort of lines of thinking, says Rashi. That we make a gazera, a person can't um, leave on the fire something which, even if it is fully cooked, unless you remove all the coals, you take away the, the, the source of heat, you cover it up. We'll speak about Bezos Hashem in the third parak. We'll speak how that's done nowadays in modern day terms. Because otherwise we're worried that a person may come to stoke up the fire when it is not fully cooked. That's the girsa that we've got in the Gemara. And the Maisa, that's the girsa which many Roshanim have, and that's the way we paskin. As we've said it, the Hainu, that before Shabbos, you can swaddle, as long as it won't add heat. Bein Ashmoshes, you, you can also swaddle, as long as it doesn't add heat. But once Shabbos comes in, you can't swaddle, even if it won't add heat, you can't swaddle, because we worry Shema However, the Rif and the Rambam, they seem to have had a different girsa in the Gemara. Um, the... The Rif and the Ramam seem to have been going the other way around. The Hainu like this. The Omar Rovo, Rovo said, Why do they say, Why do they say you can't do Hatzmona with something which adds heat before Shabbos? Right? Not that, that's the first question, not the second question. And it answers, The reason is because we worry Shemayatiyah. Right? So therefore the question is now the first question, not the second question. And the answer is the first answer, Shamayatiyah. So what's Peshat in this? So the, the, the Peshat is like this. The Ran and the, the Melchamas, they explain the Peshat is because we're worried that if he does the Hatmon of which adds heat before Shabbos, so maybe what's going to happen is when it comes Shabbos, it's going to be boiling so much, he's going to want to um, let out some of the heat. So he's going to take away the swaddling, let out the heat, and then he's going to redo the Hatzmona. You're not allowed to do Hatzmona again on Shabbos. With something which is most of heaven, you can't do that on Shabbos. So that's why. So then the Gemara asks, okay, what about Ben Ashmoshes? So says the, what, what's, what's the answer? The answer is no. Ben Ashmoshes, Tam Kederis Murus Reishchizheim. Which the, the Muhammad explains, and it's Mubo in the Ramam as well. The Bishat is that pots which are, which if you do at Ben Ashmoshes, You've obviously taken them off just before Bein Ashmoshes, and they've had enough time to, they've reached bubble, they've already been bubbling on the fire. Now you've taken them off, and they've had a little, little bit of time just to lose that bit of heat. And now when you do the Atmona, they'll never bubble again, and you'll never get to this, to this stage where it won't be most to the extent, extent that you'd ever have to take the swaddling off, apparently. 
But some, what comes out according to this is unbelievable. It comes out that Beinach Moshe's, you can actually do Hatzmodo with something which adds heat, ordinary with adds heat. Most of Hevel, you can do that Beinach Moshe's, but you couldn't do it before Beinach Moshe's. Unbelievable. So unbelievable. The Ravid says it's impossible. And Mikhaev, this, the Ran, he explains that, he explains, wants to explain the Gears Society differently, but the Ramam is Mavur, like we just said. The Ramam is clear, like we just said. The Ran would, he wanted to say that the way you explain this Gersa is that when we ask, we're saying, if so, if we're worried, you may take the, the swaddling off to let out the heat, and then you may come to swaddle it again. So um, we should make a Gezeira, um, you, you shouldn't allow even with something which is not Moshev Hevel because it's boiling hot you may take it off and the Gemara answers no because since you've taken it off a little before it would have already cooled down a little bit and therefore when you put the swaddling on it'll never boil up again and you won't have to take it off that's the way he wants to explain it the difficulty comes in the next part of the, the Gemara the Gersa which then they have the, the the first question now comes in which is the first question being why why can one not do Hatzmona with something which is not Moshev Hevel once it's already Shabbos? And the answer is because Gezeira Shemo Yechata, basically. And that one the, is much more difficult to explain. The Ran says we're at a loss how to explain that part of it. Bekitzer, either way, we pass in like uh, the Gersa of Rashi, even though the Muhammad does explain why the Rif and the Ramam didn't, didn't go with it, they didn't take the Gersa of Rashi, because they find it a little difficult to... to how can you say that a person is going to come... He, um, He's going to come Shema Yaratiach because he, because he's allowed to do Atmonas. He's going to come to start stoking, uh, to start boiling up and make a whole fire. They find that a little far-fetched. Masha Enkin, if you're talking about the point of the Peshat of the Rif and the Ramam, that you're taking off the swaddling. So of course, you'll put it back on. That makes a lot more sense as far as they're concerned. Anyway, now the Gemara continues on. Tanar Avon has been taught in a Now we're going to start the Sugi of Ben Ashmoshis. Ben Ashmoshis, Sophic Ben Ayom Ben Alaylo. Ben Ashmoshis is a three-way Sophic. Um, it's a Sophic, now Ben Ashmosh is, is basically from, well, for, the, for the time being, we'll assume it's from Shkiel till Nacht. We're going to see soon what exactly the Shkiel of Ben Ashmosh is. But it's a Sophic, it's a Sophic, maybe it's half day, half night, or in other words, a portion night, a portion, uh, a portion day, a portion night. Sophic Kulamenayon, another possibility is maybe the whole thing is daytime, and Sophic Kulamenayon, the third possibility is maybe the whole thing is already night. So Martina said the Chemish Yomim, so we give it the Chumrah of two days. Which we'll see soon see Bezos Hashem what that means. They, in other words, it belongs to yesterday and it belongs to tomorrow. Um, in other words, the two days. When does Ben Hashemoshes start? So the Tanakhama says, which is Rabbi Yehuda, from when the sun sets, as long as, for the time being, we'll assume this means that if you look to the east, the eastern horizon, you'll see this red streak which we spoke about in the Shir, which is caused because uh, when the sun is setting, the amount of atmosphere the, the rays of light have to travel through is three times the amount the, they would travel in the middle of the day. And in that time, the atmosphere, because it's, much, it's got much more atmosphere to, to travel through, <coughs> it uh, filters out the, the, um, the other colours, in other words, the yellow, which is the dominant, and you're left with just the red, which makes it through, and therefore the sky appears red. Now, just to know how this works before we continue on in the Gemara, what will happen is when you look over to the east, as the sun, the first what you'll see is in the east there'll be this, we'll call it this red streak, and then above it will be completely light. And as time passes, the sun has already dipped below the horizon, and the reason why you're getting still rays of light is obviously because although the sun maybe you can't see it because it's dipped below your level of vision, um, 
However, you um, the the light rays obviously still shine up above the horizon, and the atmosphere because there's an atmosphere there. Obviously, it's um, it uh, it reflects off there, and you can still see the lights, the kids. But obviously, as the sun dips further and further, the the to do with the angle, it's very difficult to explain uh, al But basically, what's going to happen is um, you'll you'll notice that that red streak will begin to move up, up, up around the sort of this sphere shape above your head. Um, and below the red streak will be dark, and above the red streak will be light, and it will move all the way around, and eventually it'll hit the the western the western horizon, and everything the whole the rest of the the sphere will be completely dark, and just that red red streak will still will still be there, and then it will disappear. So the Gemara says like this: for the time being, we'll assume it means you look over to the to the eastern horizon. And as long as Panei Mizrachmadimen, the eastern horizon, you can still see is there's still that red streak there. Hirsi, um, that's that's seemingly Ben Ashmoshes. Hirsi v'ataktem and Hirsi v'elyon. If the lower part of the sphere is um, is dark, but Hirsi v'elyon, but the upper part is not. Now this this happens after Panei Mizrachmadimen. Rashi says has finished. Okay, that's on the Rishonim say it's after that's finished, then you get the situation of which means the lower part of the sphere is dark and the upper part is still light. Um, that's still Bein Ashmoshes. But once you get to the stage where both the upper and the lower part of the sphere have gone dark, then that's already night. That's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Nechemi Simple. All you do is you measure the amount of time it would take a person to walk from when the sun, sun the the, uh, the the sun sets. How long would it take a person to walk half a mil? Well, if we take the mil being eighteen minutes, different shittas we spoke about. Uh, we explained how it works based on the Gemara in in um, in Pesachim that uh, it could be anything from eighteen minutes, twenty two and a half minutes, or twenty four minutes. So um, let's we'll, for our purposes we're going to take the eighteen minute mil because that's generally the one taken on the halacha. So basically, um, according to that, it would seem to be nine minutes from Shkia, according to Rabbi Nechemia. Rabbi Yossi, Omer Rabbi Yossi says, Bein HaShemoshes Keheref Ayin. Bein HaShemoshes is like the blink of an eye. If you blink your eyes not too hard, Zeh Nechnas Bezeh Yotze. The new day comes in, the previous day goes out. It's mamish like that. V'yev Shalamodolov, and it's impossible to actually pinpoint when it is. Um, but it's mamish like that. Um, when I say it's impossible, it's, it's impossible to... Um, to actually say, oh, now it's Bein Ashmoshes, because it's already happened. It's so quick. Omar So now we're going to go through and analyze this. Omar We said that we give Bein Ashmoshes the Chumrah of two days. In other words, if you're talking about the Chumrah of it being day, that I know when there's a Chumrah. What will that be? That will be when going into Motzai Shabbos. You can't do Malach until Bein Ashmoshes has, has passed, because we treat Bein Ashmoshes as still being day. The Chumrah of it being night, the whole thing being night, that will be Erev Shabbos. Once Ben Ashmoshes kicks in, you treat it as already being Shabbos. But how do you get a Chumrah of two days? Lamai Hil So Omar Rav Huna Bered Rav Yeshua. So Rav Huna Bered Rav Yeshua, he said, Linyan Tumor. It'll come about with regard to Tumor. Because it's now as we've learned in the Mishnah. Rosh Neyomim Ben Ashmoshes. Something we need to know before we, we learn this Mishnah. Is the Halacha of a Zov, not a Zova, a male Zov, is that if he sees... Um, either two or three times on the same day. Uh, basically, if he sees once, let's start from the beginning. If he sees once, he's got to do what we basically is like a balkari. He's just told me for one day. Okay. 
if he sees twice, now the t- twice being either on the same day or two consecutive days, then he becomes um, a fully fledged um, Zov. In other words, he has to count seven clean days. If he sees three times, now that could be on one day, it could be three consecutive days, it could be in terms of days or sites, um, then then we say that he's got the denial, does he have to count seven, seven clean days, he's also got to bring a carbon. So we say like this, Rosh and Yom, if a person saw over two days, Ben Ashmoshes, through Ben Ashmoshes, Sofik Lutumah Vela Karbon. He's got the din of Sofik for Tumah and for Karbon. Let's work this one out. Let's say a person saw um, Sunday night going into Monday and Monday going into Tuesday. Right? That would be the two Ben Ashmoshes. This is the way Rashi explains it. So now, I could say what happens is, I could say that, you know what, Ben Ashmoshes has got the din of and by the way, to make clear, by the way, according to Rashi, the only way to explain Rashi is that he saw not the whole of Bein Ashmoshes, not from beginning to end. He saw for, a, for I don't know, 10 seconds during one Bein Ashmoshes, and the next day he saw uh, for 10 seconds. Now, let's say I was to say that Bein Ashmoshes has got the din of day. So if he's got completely the din of day, then that means he's seen um, Sunday and Monday. That's two. So he's, he will now be Tommy for seven days. Okay, but no, no chi of korban. If you say it's got the din of night, same thing. Um, it'll have the din of him seeing Monday and Tuesday. Two sites, he's told me for seven days. Still no korban. It's also possible, I could say, that the first Bein Ashmoshes was earlier than the second Bein Ashmoshes, relatively. And therefore the first Bein Ashmoshes was day, and the second one was night. If that's the case, then it comes out he saw Sunday and Tuesday. There's a day gap in, in between. So in which case, he's not. Uh, he's only seen once. He's got the dinner of a Baal Keri because it's, there's a break. He's not even told me for seven days. But then there's a third possibility. And that is that I could say that at least one of those Bein Ashmoshes was part day and part night. And the other one was the one following it. So for example, the first Bein Ashmosh I could say was part day and part night, which means he's seen on two days. And the next one, was uh, was a separate seeing, so in which case, but it was still from the same day. So in other words, the first one was half day, half night, and the next one was, um, no, the truth is it wouldn't make a difference because it's, um, he'll have then three three sightings. Or vice versa, you could play around with the second one like that as well. Potentially you could, you could, you could I suppose theoretically, you could get it over Sunday, Monday, Okay, you have two sightings on Monday. You could you could even have a part on Tuesday as well if the second main Ashmoshes is also half day, half night. But the kids, uh, that's how you can get a situation where we can actually end up splitting it into three, in which case we'll be high of a carbon. So it's a sophic, maybe he's not even told me for seven days. Maybe he's told me for seven days, but no chi of carbon. Maybe he's even high of a carbon. Then you can get a situation, if he just saw one day, Ben Ashmoshes through Ben Ashmoshes, sophic of a tumor, he's a sophic. Uh, for tumor, because maybe it's all day or all night, in which case he's just seen once over one day, Sunday or Monday, and therefore he is only a balkari. On the other hand, maybe it's half day, half night, so in which case it's two days, even though it's one sighting. But remember, over two days it's got the din of two ri'ias, and therefore he's got Sunday and Monday, two in a row, it means he's Tommy for seven days. So it's a sophic for tumor. Obviously, there's no way of getting three there. Um, because again, remember, we're not talking about he saw through the whole of Bein Ashmosh. That was one of the cast of the if you, if you saw through the whole of Bein Ashmosh and Akhami, you could actually get the din of three. But um, 
That's not the case over here. So now we've got a Sophic Vatumah. That's what we mean. We give it the Chumrah of two days. Because maybe part of it, maybe it's half day or half night. So in which case it's seeing Sunday and Monday. In which case he has to treat it with the Chumrah of uh, needing seven clean days. By the way, in the previous case where there was a Sophic, maybe he's even Chai Vakarabon, what you would do is you would bring a bird, a Korma Chatsas, which is brought for a Sophic, and you bring it, but you don't eat it, because obviously Malika has done to it, and if it's, uh, if you weren't Chai the Korban, then it's really Chulin, and Chulin, Malika on Chulin, actually is, uh, makes it a trait, uh, uh, an avela. So obviously it can't actually be eaten. That's just, just for the record. Um, continuing on now. So, Hokuf Kasha. But now the Gemara comes back to this Asugya of Ben Ashmash. It sounds like a kasha in and of itself. Because you start off by saying, or why did you start off by saying, Ezo Ben Ashmash, when is Ben Ashmash? It's from when the sun sets. Calls the mantra for name Israel from Demon. As long as the going was still with the posture of Peshat, if you look all the way over to the east, it's, you can still see that red streak. Implying, if it's already moved on to the next stage, which is that the lower part of the sphere is has gone dark and the upper part of the sphere in other words above the red streak is um is not yet dark who that's already night behold the town and then you teach no if you reach that stage where the lower part is dark and not the upper part what's going on so we've got a machlokas here wrap it together and teach it all together this is the shit of rabble what is Ben From when the sun sets. Now, how long does it last? From when the sun disappears. As long as that red streak is in the east. And so too, even when the red streak moves on from the east, uh, from the eastern horizon, and therefore the lower part on the east has gone dark, and the upper part has not. That's also Ben and Ben Ashmoshis will continue on, until you reach the stage where both the lower and the upper part, the upper part as well, has gone dark, then it is night. Rabbi Yosef, Omar Rabbi Yudam Ashmoshis, whereas Rabbi Yosef said that the Shem Rabbi Yudam in the name of Shmoshis, this is Rabbi Yosef Shetta, Hachi Ketani, this is how you learn it. You have to split it. Mishatishka Achamo, from when the sun sets, it's disappeared below the horizon, calls the manch for name Israq Ma'adimin, as long as you've still got that red streak on the eastern side, um, it's still day. Once it's moved up a little bit, that red streak has moved a bit, and therefore the lower part of the globe has gone dark, and the upper part is now is will be light. That's Once the upper part has also gone dark, um, lighter than it's already night. The Ozdu Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef follow their line of reasoning. The Hainu Rabba holds, obviously, Ben Ashmoshis is longer than Rav Yosef, because Rabba holds it starts from Shkia, from when the sun sets, whereas Rav Yosef says that's still day, until you get to Hirsif Hatakten. So they, they follow their line of reasoning. Where is this? Deitma, because it's been said, Shira Ben Ashmoshis Bekama. How long is the, the amount of time for Ben Ashmoshis, according to Rabbi Yehuda? So Omar Rabba, Omar Rabbi Yehuda, Mashmuel. So Rabba said, Bashim Rabbi Yehuda, Bashim Shmuel. It's the time it takes a person to walk three parts of a mill. What's three parts? My gimel chel mill. What does it mean, three parts of a mill? So let's work up the denominations. Is it three halves? If you say it means three halves of a mill, so name a middle mepsa. So then just say one and a half mil. So maybe work it up to three thirds. Well then, that's a milo. So then 
sorry, Tzolosa Tilti Milo, so name a mill, then just say a mill. Elo Tzolosa Rive Milo. Rather, it means three quarters of a mill. That's the denomination, three quarters of a mill. Fine, let's move on. But Rabbi Yosef, Omar Rabbi Yehud, Omar Shmuel, Rabbi Yosef said, B'Shem Rabbi Yehud in the name of Shmuel, Shnei Chalkei Mil, it's two portions of a mil. Now, my Shnei Chalkei Mil, two portions of what? Ilei Matrei Palgei Milo, if it means two halves of a mil, Lema Mil, then just say a mil. Ve'el or rather, it must mean Terei Ribei Milo, it means two, two, uh, maybe it means two quarters of a mil. Well, Lema Chati Mil, two quarters is the same as a half, so say half a mil. And or rather, top of Lamed Hiamadalev, it must mean Terei Tilte Mil, it's two thirds of a mil. So you see, Rabba comes out, it's the time it takes to walk three quarters of a mil. And Rav, and Rav Yosef says, it's the time it takes to walk two thirds, which is less. My Benai, what's the difference between them? Eko Benai, the difference between, between them would be Palgo de Danko, half of a sixth, which is a twelfth. Okay, now what does that mean? What is a one twelfth? Well, you can work it out. It's like this. If we take the 18 minute mil, so that three quarters of 18 is 13 and a half. Two thirds is 12. So the difference is one and a half. One and a half into 18 is a twelfth. One and a half is a twelfth of 18. So the difference is, if it's an 18 minute mil, the difference would be, Rav Yosef's Bein Hashem would start one and a half minutes after that of Rav. Which means, therefore, this red streak in the Mizrach only lasts for one and a half minutes. We say that the, this Machlokas uh, Rav Yosef and Rabo is the opposite way around. We're going to see it's mamish the opposite when it comes to the din of this Chalta. Now Chalta is a uh, is a kaveris, like a beehive. It's this uh, sphere-shaped um, uh, kli, if you want to call it. The Omar Rabo, let, let's follow it through, because Rabo said, Chalta, thus Terei Kure, if you've got this Chalta, and it can hold two Kur, two Kur, Shori Lital Tula, it's permitted to move on Shabbos. It's not Muksa. Ubas Taloso Kure, but once it's already, it's much bigger, it holds three Kur, also Lital Tula, you can't move it. The reason being, because it's no longer got a Kli, it's no longer got a Shem Kli, it's something which is much bigger, much heavier, and therefore you can no longer move it. But Rabbi Yosef, as Rabbi Yosef says, so you look, you, do you notice that? Rabbi was the one who said three Kur is the problem. Now let's move on. Rabbi Yosef says, Bas Taloso Kure Nami Shori. Three Kur is also permitted. Bas Arba Kure also, but four Kur is forbidden. So you see, this time Rav Yosef is the one who talks about the four, and Rav is the one who talks about three. So he switched around in that in that sense. So Omar Abaye, so Abaye said, Boy Mine, you should know that I asked, Boy Mine Demar, we know Abaye grew up in the house of Rabbi. He says, I asked Rabbi, Bashas Maisa, when it was actually Nagar Halokhan Maisa, and you should know that Afidu Bas Terei Kurei Lo Shari, he wouldn't allow me even two Kur, which is the amount which supposedly he allowed. Come on, so the Gemara says, like, whom was Rabbi going when he didn't allow two, two Kur? The answer is, Kehai Tana, like the following Tana. This number, because we learned in the Mishnah, Kaveras Hakash, the Kaveras HaKonim, if you've got this hive made of, of straw or reeds, or it's like a well which they build um, in the in the uh, in Alexandrian ships, basically where they're, they're going to be going on a voyage for a long time, they've got many men on the ship, how they're going to uh, have water to, to uh, drink, they didn't have desalination in those days obviously, so to drink the seawater was too salty, so they made a big vat, like a burr, with, uh, with, um, with a collection of water in it. Even though, uh, 
I mean, some take out the word Apopi, but that they have, um, they do have a base to them. Vein Machsigus Mem Se'or Belach. And they hold 40 Se'or of liquid. Shein Kurayim Beyovich, which is two Kur of solid. In other words, which is 60 Se'or. Tahorim, it is Tahor. What do you see from that? You see, because for Tum and Tahara, the rule is, if it's a Kli, it's Makabal Tumor. If it's not a Kli, it's not Makabal Tumor. So you see, the one something can hold two Kur, which is 60 Se'or of Yovish, you see it's no longer Makabal Tumor because it's not a Kli. Well, if it's not a Kli, then it's Muksan Shabbos, and that's why Rabbah wouldn't allow him to move this massive thing, which held two Kur. Omar Abaye, so Abaye said, but Halacha Lamaisa, Tosfa says, we don't... Um, um, as as uh, Tosfer says, we don't pass can like this Gemara anyway. We, based on the Gemara in Erevin and the Gemara's uh, elsewhere in Shabbos as well, the Kitzah, we pass can, uh, uh, a Kli doesn't become Muksa just because, because it's very heavy. It loses the shame Kli because, that may be the Gabi Tumantara, but the Gabi, the Gabi Shabbos, it's not, even if it needs many people to lift it, the Mishnaburah brings a Halakha Lamaisa, it doesn't make a difference. Um, if it's movable, it's movable. What difference? Omar Abai says Abai, Shmami no, we learn from here, we see from a high good shot, Tilta Havi. If you want to know if you've got a Kli which holds a certain amount of liquid, if I were to put solid in it, obviously you can heap up an extra amount. How much is the Godesh? Now, we're talking about a Kli which is based on the same dimensions as the Yam Sha'osa Shlomo, where the height is there is half the diameter. Half the diameter, and it's round. So we say the you can add an extra 50%, because the liquid was 40 saw. And we said that's two kur, which is 60 se'or. In other words, it's 50%. Half of, of 40 is an extra 20. Add that on, you get 60 se'or of solid. Um, finally, the Gemara says, Have a, um, so it tells Abi, right. Abai Chazi Rava. Abai noticed that Rava the Kodabi Namarov. He was looking over, it was Erev Shabbos, Be'lash Moshes. Well, potentially Be'lash Moshes. He was looking over to the west, to the western horizon. So Omale, he's looking for the red streak. So Omale, so Abai said to him, Vatani, but surely we learned earlier, Kozman Shpaneim, Mizrach Ma'adimin. It's all the time that the eastern horizon has that red streak. Why are you looking to the west? So Omale, he said to him, Rav said back to Abai, he said, Misovar, do you think Pnei Mizrach Mamish? It means literally the eastern side? No, the sun's setting on the west. Rather, loy, Ponim Ma'adimin es Ha'mizrach. It means the side, you look to the side, which causes the east to go red. The sun's on the west. And when it's below the horizon, that red streak actually filters around the whole globe. And even on the, the east, you can see it to a certain extent. But we're looking to the side, the source of the red streak, which is in the west. As Rashi puts it, it's like the Gemara is going to say, it's like going through a window. When the sunlight goes through a window, you can see on the opposite wall, on the opposite side, you can see the light. Ikadami, others say, Rava Chazir Abaye, it was the other way around. Rava saw Abaye, the Kodabi de Mizrach, he was looking to the east, as Abaye held. Omari, so Rava said to him, Misavad Pnei Mizrach, Pnei Mizrach Mamish, that you're supposed to be literally looking to the, to the east. No, Ponim Amadim and Esam Mizrach, you should be looking to the side which is causing the Mizrach to go east. Visimonech, and the way to, to, to remember that is Kavsal, think of a window, as we said, just like we said, when the, when the sun goes through a window. Fine. Lemaisa, it is very difficult, as we explained in the Shea, we can't go through everything again, but just the, the Rosh Yadvorim. It is very difficult to understand this Gemara, because if we are looking to the West, then as the, the Acharonim point out, if you're looking to the West, then Hichsef HaElyon comes before Hichsef HaTachto. It's only on the East, the lower part of the horizon goes dark before the upper part. 
That's one problem. The other problem is the length of time uh, between, you know, between Shkia, the sun setting, and um, the Pnei, the the Pnei, uh, the Hichsif Hatachten, whatever you want to call it, going dark. I mean, one and a half minutes is what we said above is a very very small period of time. Um, that's one point, which Lamaisi, we did give a little bit of a shot based on the Gomorrah continuing that we that we wanted to explain that we're talking about somebody who's standing on a mountain. That was this, the shot we, we suggested. The other thing to realize is it could well be that when we talk about his, the Hirsif Ha'elion and Tachton in the Rabbeinu Parachio, he learns Tachton means the lower part of the globe, means the part furthest away from the, from the sun, which is the whole eastern, not as Rashi puts it, the part nearest the ground. The whole eastern side... The eastern, the eastern uh, half of that sphere above your head is called Tachtun. Elyon is the whole western part, the part nearer the sun. So then you'd, at least you can answer that question about Hirsif or Elyon, and Hirsif or Tachtun, the Tachtun, the eastern side, will go dark before the western side. That much we could, we could answer. Um, but uh, in Rashi it's still a little difficult. We did mention the Pshat that uh, this Rav Vidal wanted to say within Rashi, not Halach and Amaisa, but he had a nice diuk. He wanted to say that Rava goes to the Shittos. So since it doesn't really fit the Halach, it's a nice chat, but it doesn't, it's still got certain difficulties with it. I'm not going to go through it again. Again, you can go back to the Shir to listen to that. The very, very important Nakuda is this, this Machlokas Rabba and, and, uh, and Rav Yosef. Rabba said it's the time it takes to walk three quarters of a mil. Rav Yosef says it's the time it takes to walk two-thirds of a mil. How do we pask him? Well, you'd say, normally, Rav of Rav Yosef, Halacha Karav, so automatically, the Halacha should be three-quarters of a mil. However, it's not so straightforward. There is, some Roshanim do take on that, and therefore we pass him it's three-quarters of a mil. However, others say it's not necessarily the case, because when we say Rav of Rav Yosef, Halacha Karav, that's when they're arguing in their own svaras. But if they're arguing in the shit of Rabbi Yehuda here, or in what Rabbi Yehuda said, B'Shem Shmuel, then it doesn't necessarily follow that the halacha is like Rabbi. Nonetheless, all said and done, the Rashbal says, Lemaisa, we still, I think the Rashbal says, B'Shem is Rebbe, and the Rosh basically goes like this, we do take on like Rabbi. So we're going to take on three quarters of a mil. So as Tosus, however, we've got a little bit of a problem here. Whether you take on two thirds of a mil or three quarters, you're going to end up with a problem either way. Because the Gemara in Pesachim says, that um, from sunset until Seisakhovim is the time it takes to walk four mil, which we'll call that seventy-two minutes based on the eighteen mil, um, the eighty-minute mil. And now you're saying it's three quarters of them, which is only thirteen and a half minutes. What do we do with this? So Tosfos brings the Rabbeinu Tam, and many Rishonim go like the Rabbeinu Tam. Shulchan Aruch seems to pass like the Rabbeinu Tam as well, and that is that um, there are two stages in Shkia. There's two Shkias. When we talk about here, um, three quarters of a mil, well, let's, let's go to the Gemara there first. The Gemara, when it says four mil, that means from when the sun dips below the horizon, and you can no longer see it, until, say, until the stars appear in the sky. That is four mil. However, it can actually be divided up into two parts. Because from when the sun dips, according to the Rabbeinu Tam, when it dips below the horizon, it's still daytime. For another three and a quarter mil, 58 and a half minutes, it's still daytime. It's only the last 13 and a half minutes, we're going with the 18 minute mil for the time being, the last 13 and a half minutes, the last three quarters of a mil, when the sun is now 
gone through the Oviarokia, that's what they call it, through the thickness of the sky, which has been doing for the last three quarter, three and a quarter mil. Now it's going in through, as it were, the window. It's going into the Chalo in Pnei Rokia. That is three quarters of a mil. That is Bein Ashmoshes. That's the second Shkia of the Rabbi Nutar. The last 13 and a half minutes. The Gaonim, however, the Gaonim take on a different Peshat. And in fact, the way we introduced it was really, really with the, with the, um, um, with the uh, Mizrahi Shetta. Sorry, the, the Yureim's Shetta, which is brought in the Mordechai. The Yureim understands um, that the Gemara in Pesachim is talking about something entirely different. That is talking about the time it takes for all the stars to emerge. For all the stars to emerge. And Akhanami, that takes much longer. Because for the stars to, all the stars to emerge, that means even the smaller stars, the sun has to sink many, many degrees below the horizon. Between 16 and 18 degrees, depending whether you take Rabbeinu Tam's uh, thing of, of, well, if you take 4 mil or whether you take it at the eight, 18 degrees, which uh, astronomers use. But whatever the shear is, that says Kolakokhovin. But the Maise doesn't make any difference to Halokho. That's what the Gemara Pesachim is talking about. Here we're talking about Halokho and Maise, what's considered night. For night, it is from well, night is, um, as far as, as he is concerned, it's from Shkia. He says, Mid-Uraisa, we treat Shkia as being, as already being night. So what's this thing about three quarters of a mil? The Yerem says, unbelievable. He says, three quarters of a mil before Shkia, that's the beginning of Bein Ashmoshes. So that means, for example, so on on uh, on Erev Shabbos, this would be where, where the Yireim would, would come in. That means you have to bring in Shabbos, not just because of Tesef Shabbos, 13 and a half minutes, we say the 18 minute mill, is already, is already Sophic, uh, Sophic Lila. And that's why we have the Minag to, um, that's the accepted Minag, is where, although we don't Paskin like the Yireim, but if we're going to pick an amount of time for Tosef Shabbos, we incorporate the Yireim. So stop doing Malacha, let's say quarter of an hour. I mean, I guess quarter of an hour. Some people 18 minutes, because 18 minutes is three quarters of 24, of the 24-minute mill. But that's the basic idea. Although we don't pass in Liberia. Come along with the Ge'onim, brought in the Teshuvah, in the Maharam el-Shakar, that he, um, the Ge'onim answer, is just a simple way of understanding the Ge'onim, is that, like the Yireim says, four mil is the time from Shkia till Tzis Kolakachovim. That's nothing to do with us. What we want to know is when, it, from Shkia until three stars come out. That's already night. So we're going to see about the Sashem Olamit Hayomid Beis. That takes three quarters of a mil. That takes three quarters of a mil. And this is the way the Vilnagon Paskins, the Balatanya Paskins, like the, like the Ge'onim. So, in practice, number one, one has to realize um, that they're talking the, all these things, Rabbi Nutam and the and the Ge'onim, Pashtus are talking about in the 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 Oifak of of Eretz Yisrael or thereabouts. Um, for us in Chutzla Eretz, we're obviously if we're more, further north, the basic idea is the further north you go, the longer Bein Ashmoshis is going to be, and that will also change over the year. Wherever you are, um, the summer will be the longest Bein Ashmoshis. Winter will be the second longest day in Ashmoshes, and the equinox, 
the Yom Mashavim will be the shortest Bein Hashmoshes. That we explained in the Shea in great detail. Uh, we went through the the, uh, the the science of it, the, the astronomy of it, of why that is. That is obviously we're assuming that if you understand it based on degrees, which is definitely seems to be the most logical way of of understanding it. Um, that being the case, um, it's so f- um, right. Let's let's just uh, pause there for a second. Next point is. Next point is that even if you um, go to Eretz Yisrael, you won't see any stars after 13 and a half minutes from Shkir. On the other hand, it doesn't take 72 minutes for the stars to appear. So, Lemaisa, um, it's like this. What we do is that either we assume we're taking the wrong, we're taking the wrong time for Shkir, or whatever the case, whatever the case may be, what we do is, halacha we say like this, and even, even in Vilna, this was the accepted thing. We're not in Eretz Yisrael anyway, we're further north, so what we do is, it's not us, we've, we've got certain uh, in previous generations who did it, they wrote down how long it took from Shkia till, till Nacht, till there were three stars, and based on that, we can then see how many degrees the sun was below the horizon, and based on that, we can then work out how long Ben Ashmosh is, is going to be at different times, t- times of the year. We can actually fix it based on that. It comes out, as we've said, it's not as short as the Ge'onim. It's, however, it's not as long as the Rabbeinu Tam. Um, the accepted thing, for example, for, for Metzoy Shabbos, most places uh, take on now, like Rav Tukhchinsky's times, which is eight and a half degrees below the horizon. Um, for Rabbeinu Tam, if you take it at 72 minutes in Eretz Yisrael on, on an equinox, it would have to go 16 degrees below the horizon. So some people do wait for 16 degrees. But that means in certain places you will not get, you'll never dip in the sun, it will never dip 16 degrees, which means you can't make Havdalah, for example, until the next uh, until the next day. In other words, until after Chatzos, when the sun begins its ascent, I, then it becomes Sunday, because now it's Adis HaShachar automatically. Um, there is much, much more information, um, but I'm not going to attempt to to uh, cram it into this Chazor Shir. For that, you'll probably have to go back to the original Shirim and work through it, uh, Kaseda. Especially, I think it was the one we gave on the Friday of Lamed Hay Omid Base, the Friday show of Lamed Hay Omid Base. At the top there, that's where we went through, uh, that was the main show where we discussed the astronomy of it all. But as I'll share, in the next year, we will continue and perhaps add a little more to it. But as I said, it's a little difficult to get it all into a Chasorah